We're live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We're your hosts, Tech, Pre- Di- Tech Priest Whoa. Extraordinaire and Master of the 30 Possessed List, yeah. World Eater Dickie. What's up? And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Oh, man. How have you been doing, Dickie? Ain't seen you out front of the camera in a while. I know. Yeah. Uh, We don't have to do this often. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, uh, Kicker's on a boat in the middle of the (laughs) ocean somewhere. Uh, We we shipped him off to sea, you might say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm here to fill in. So, uh, yeah. What, uh, what, What have you been up to? Any hobby stuff going on? Uh, not a whole lot of hobbying since uh, since we last talked because mm. I, I went to a GT this past weekend, uh, Warzone Gigabytes. Nice. Um, ended up taking eighth place by going three one and one with the Orcs. Um, damn you, Thomas Bird uh, and your Ultramarines, that crafty bastard. Uh, Thomas is one of those guys that even if the codex isn't very good, he's always going to find a way to give you a game, and and he got me on that one, so that was my loss. But otherwise, not much hobbying going on. Uh, what about you, Tech Priest or World Eater? Should I call you World Eater Dicky tonight? You just call me whatever you want, man. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. Well, what have you been up to, Dickie? Uh, okay, so I haven't been doing a lot. Of, I know people are watching uh, the World Eaters get painted. Uh, I had to take a break, and for one specific reason. Oh, look at the puppers. Yeah, so I got a new puppy, and uh, puppies don't care if you have an army to paint for an event. They just want love so they yeah. do yeah i've been I've and how been... can you deny love to that pupper it's really hard like, a very cute photo but yeah um no I, i'm super stoked uh new puppy in the house the house is alive with love and energy and uh puppy teeth suck uh they still suck but uh it's all <laughs> it's all good <laughs> so, all right well let's uh let's head on over into the industry news uh do you want to take lead on this or should i tech priest why don't you take lead so i can push buttons Ah, okay, great, great. So GW in the past week has previewed a small amount of products. Would you say it's a small amount, Dickie? I don't know if it's a small amount. It's not. I had to go there. It's a huge freaking list, guys. Um, they started off with the uh, the Horus Heresy upgrade kit for the Space Wolves. Yeah. And boy, howdy, did folks have opinions on the wolf head. Yeah. What did you, what did you think? Uh, well, do you, do you have the image on that one? I actually do, but I'm going to wait for a second and get oh. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I understand. So, so there to me, 30 K and 40 K are separated by, um, more of a distinct, like historicals. I mean, that's the best way to say it. it's his, it's historical. So just like the guys that play historical world war two games or whatever, you know, they're trying to make things that are really, uh, detail exact on the models. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely the, the wolf aesthetic was definitely toned down in previous 30 K images. Um, so to see them kind of ramp it up to be more like the 40 K version of wolves was a bit surprising. Yeah. Let's, uh, um, get, let's give the audience a look. Sorry for, for everyone that's listening. Uh, but you should come join us at uh, 9 PM central, uh, Eastern standard time. Sorry. Uh, to watch the show live, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Just... So, <laughs> so you'll notice that on the left side, uh, or on Seth's uh, side, the someone posted a picture having fun. They put wolf heads on things because it's fun. Well, some crazy person did it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Unbelievable. I, I believe someone would, but yeah, like that's. I don't know. I I understand the complaint from it. You know, I understand that the the 
the 30k space wolf players are, are grumpy about it and and yeah. i see where they're coming from i i don't think it's a bad product per se because would this look just fine in the the 40k line of space wolves hell yeah yeah so i think that's probably where you're going to see more people using them is just as as bits for their their 40k army less than their 30k army i i kind of love just the amount of wolf heads everywhere i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like this just it's just really good it's really well done yeah. there's never enough wolf heads for, always, for the tech yeah, always, yeah always more wolf right. yeah so the next thing they they let us in on um they they gave us the full box reveal for kill team into the dark which is the next kill team set yep. it looks very space hulky or if you played it back in like sixth and seventh edition zone mortalis style this is the uh imperial navy versus the crute um and they've they've shown some of the models um, but there are some really, I, I mean, I've, I've, we've seen them a few times. I love the crew models, um, but they also previewed the terrain in the box uh, and it is pretty dense. I mean, it is corridor fighting. So yeah. I think that um, it, it I, I like the, the two dimensionality of it, if that makes sense, like not having vertical height in that yeah. version of the game because you're fighting in those corridors. Yeah. Uh, it can, it, you know, let you build choke points and stuff like that. And it really kind of thematically makes sense with the Imperial Navy uh fighting in the game so i'm i'm intrigued to see how that one plays out um do you think the box will sell worse because this is the the first piece of terrain that we haven't been able to use with 40k right like i don't think we can use this yeah i mean i yeah the terrain is definitely not going to easily slot into into 40k and i'm honestly not even sure you know like the kill team tournament guys i don't know that they necessarily would want this terrain there either um, mm-hmm. they like that verticality. I mean, if you ever go look at their tables, there's lots of verticality to them. Yeah. So I, you know, I think this it's a very niche product, um, similar to, um, the rogue trader box, I think when it came out. So, um, I kind of wonder if, if this was maybe not originally designed to be a kill team product, but then kind of got moved into the kill team space. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I personally am going to get the crude stuff because, uh, it's, it looks awesome. And then Mark Jackson and Chad points out that that terrain, um, can slot gr- easily into 40 K narrative play. Yeah. You know, if you're doing a boarding action, um, you probably would have to get a few, uh, few sets of it to really build out, but you can probably build out a pretty neat looking table where you have, you know, a boarding action with, you know, boarding torpedoes, boring in with space Marines. Into and a all big the models are brand space. spanking new, right? There's yeah. no like redos there. Like there's no, yeah. So uh, it's all new sculpts. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah. definitely looking forward to it. Hmm. Then, uh, we got, um, close to your chaos heart. Um, right. Uh, not that yet. Not that. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Um, I'm so they, ready. I might itchy trigger figure here. I know you are. I know you're ready. Um, Dark Angels. They, they've they been previewing tons and tons and tons of Horus Heresy bits. Um, but these ones were for Forge World, which I thought was interesting because they were they were upgrade bits as well as a new character, uh, Marduk uh, Sedras, the uh, head of the Dreadwing, which was one of the like six wings of the Dark Angels. I know this because once upon a time I was starting a Dark Angels army and wanted to model it after the Dreadwing, which was basically the group they sent in when they were like, so what if nothing could be alive on this planet? Could you guys make that happen? Mm. Um, it's really appeal to the world eater in you. Yeah, Tiki. no, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting all hot and bothered about that. Yeah. And, and he has a really sweet looking model. Um, and it's interesting to see that this is getting supported by forge world. Um, because that makes me think that Horus heresy, you know, we all talk about it being a third 10 pole game for the company, but 
traditionally Forge World lately has been supporting the kind of smaller game systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see that model getting dropped through there kind of makes me think um, that Forge World isn't going to completely abandon supporting uh, Horus Heresy, no. despite all the the kits coming over to plastic that we've been seeing. No, I think uh, it's a it's going to be another giant game that they have. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Uh, Middle Earth, they put out a bunch of previews. In fact, this weekend, I believe Saturday, they actually yeah. have a preview day of Middle Earth. So tons of new rules and models coming for that system, which is always cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tech pre sticky, let's, let's talk a little business here, me and you. Me and you? Okay, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. So do you remember when GW first acquired the license for Lord of the Rings? I do. Yeah. Like right when the movies were coming out. Yep. Right when it was a big game. And and everyone was like, okay, well, they're going to do a game that's kind of based off the movies. And then once the movies are done, like, are they going to keep going? They have kept that system going now for like over 20 years. Yeah, it's, they really milked it. Uh, did, did I see, are they going to be doing the show? Is that, do we know if they're going to be, is that a different company? What What's the deal with that? Does anyone, uh, anyone. The TV chat? show? Yeah. Because you would imagine that this is like ripe for new models. Right, I would assume so. And if if <laughs> if that's the case, that I like, I don't see why the Middle Earth system is going to stop anytime soon. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's they've put a lot into that line over the years. Because it's yeah. not it's not just like a fantasy port; like it's a different scale. Yeah, and I heard it's a very it's a really good entry game uh, in yeah. order to get into uh, I guess not fantasy, but AOS or or 40k. A lot of people start with uh, with uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and they really enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. And yeah, I'm I'm just I'm glad to see that system keeps going cuz I've I've always been like that's going to be a system that they just kind of let die on the vine one day and oh, they man. never they never seem to. They always seem to circle back around and give it a little bit more life. Yeah, no, they're uh, every every once in a while you turn around and there's a new orc coming out and you're like, "Oh, yeah. didn't we have that orc before?" <laughs> and they were like, "No, this is a brand new orc." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." So, yeah. <laughs> um speaking of uh have you seen uh the demons rules leaks the leaks are we talking about leaks are we allowed to talk about no i'm I'm not i'm not not leaks the the previews the the, the real previews not the leak leaks the real stuff uh yeah blood letters look fun yeah they look fun yeah that's like an understatement from you yeah But also so the, uh, the the pink horrors looked amazing, right? Like, like a, is that a three up like war yeah. save? Did I? Say? Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, that's pretty scary. It's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, mm. and so they they did introduce kind of a new save mechanic, mm-hmm. which essentially I think about it, it's it's an invulnerable save, but it's unmodifiable. Um, so I think that'll get around the things that ignore invulnerable saves. Mm-hmm. Um. And interestingly, they have two different profiles, one versus range and one versus combat. Um, so, for instance, your beloved blood letters are easier to shoot. Yeah. So there are five plus to shooting, but in combat, there are four plus. Yeah, because they're 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 fighting. They're fighting they're around fight, the world. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, pink horrors. Yeah, you talked about them. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what their save profile was? It was. A- it, well, the new one or the old one? The old one was a... F- the new one. The new one's a 3+, plus, right? Yeah, like, yeah. In combat, it's a 3+. Plus. That's no, crazy. No, not in combat. In shooting, 3+. Plus. In combat, they're 6+. Yeah, so... It's a 6-3. In combat, they're worse than shooting, I believe. 
I believe. Don't okay. quote me. Don't well, quote then me. I'm reading it backwards. So, because the six is first, so I assume that was shooting because you shoot before you punch. You're an arc. You don't. It's numbers are hard. All right, numbers are hard for me, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but we, uh, I, we, it's interesting to see that kind of concept of uh, yeah. things being better against you know combat versus shooting. We've seen those rules take place before, like yeah. where the gene stealers used to have only a four up in combat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. We saw it. Um, we saw it originally in the new uh, CSM book. Demon Prince yeah. have that have the same type of uh, save mechanic. So it's really cool. They they kind of I I want demons to get a little their own flavor, right? They've been yeah. They've been it'll make on them the it'll make them it, yeah feel a little different on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Chad's talking about, you might you might act if if demons become popular. Uh, you you might have to tech a little differently because you're like okay if I just need volume of fire and I don't care about AP that significantly changes what weapon profiles you're looking at. You know, Joel Atkins and chat saying he's going to take a bunch of bikes or bikes. He doesn't care about AP. Oh, and those Matt, things are AP Matt, zero. So Matt says he has 8,000 points waiting. Jeez. That's a lot, Matt. That's a lot. Like, that, that's uh Matt. You only need a 2000 points uh, usually to play a game. He's right? got options. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> 6,000 extra points. 6,000 extra options. Can we yes, talk about yes. the thing that I want to talk about now? Like, why? Why are you? No, what, no, did you I'm leave so, it to the I'm end? so wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did it in the order that they released. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a Necromunda expansion that they previewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're super excited about it. <laughs> Just um, like, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm going to slow down. It's it's based off of Rift War. Uh, it's called the Arthurian Succession, uh, Cinderax Burning. Yeah. Um, and along with that, uh, this is a new it's a part one of a new succession campaign. So there should be a part two coming. So uh, Necrofunda fans look, look forward to that. You were going to say uh, Necrofunda. Yeah. Necrofunda. <laughs> they, they, they released a corn bottle for underworlds. Yeah. Uh, the skull grinder, uh, Herax or Herax. Such I'm not sure how to say that. Yeah. It's the flaming, you know, a little bit thick through the middle guy. Uh, if you haven't seen him a little bit. Thick All right. And then finally, uh we can talk about world eaters upgrade sprues so uh so what's what do you think about these as as a long time world eaters fan i I like them uh i know it's a bit of a mixed bag right there's some people that didn't like them yeah but i like them if anyone remembers the forge world upgrade sprue um for the uh, mark three um they're way worse than this so these look awesome and i'm gonna be using these in my my 40k army because uh, they look so yeah. good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, oh, I'm going to hit this button, and I got to do this. I gotta and, then, and then, of course, next, they previewed oh. the new Berserker model. Yeah. Yeah, where he is. Boom! There he is. Man, I'm so Looking excited. so dynamic. Yeah. Um, they even... What was the name of the one Berserker they, they retired? Do you oh, remember? What was his name? It's in that article. Is it this article? There he is. Yeah, it's him. That guy. What do they call him? Someone actually did a montage of all the different GW like published photos that that guy has been in for like a decade and a half. Um, and they finally retired him and, and upgraded oh, him to, really to a new to a new boy. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. The new boy looks a lot sweeter. He does look really awesome, eh? Oh man, I'm so excited. They're gonna be so cool. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, a question. Only someone, so, only someone was trying to convince you to run forty. Yes, maybe maybe fifty. They're going to be core, right? So you can just go to town. Hopefully. Um, 
so I was I'm a bit confused. Here's why. Okay. Um, when I when we looked at the preview, we were only looking at 3D models of axes, mm-hmm. and it made it made me feel like, oh, we're not going to see this thing for like a year, maybe more. Then we got the Ag- Angron leak. Yeah. And we saw Angron, and then yeah. we we noticed that these guys were in the picture. Uh, mm-hmm. And now they're giving mm-hmm. it. So are they like pulling the the wool over my eyes? Are they like, no, it's actually going to be sooner than like, what, when do we think this is going to be? Whenever you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. You know, if, if they have model like the, I don't know the exact timeline between a 3d modeling and, and actual production runs, but mm. there's a, there's a lot of work between the 3d model and the actual molds. Um, and so they, if they've already got past that hump, because that is a plastic model right there that has been painted by the, 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 the studio team, yeah. that means that they basically have the product. They have already done the machining for right. the product. It is a matter of printing enough stock <sighs> to sell it. So yeah. they're pretty far along in the process. I got to say based yeah. off that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we saw it before the end of the year. Yeah. Just look how that, that's a hefty looking axe, man. That's not like no one handed axe. That's an AP2 axe if I've ever seen it. Maybe AP3. Yeah, you're right. Seth. Well, back off. Hold on. Hold on now. <laughs> I only get AP1 choppers. Let's be real for a minute. Well, you're not a super soldier with rage issues, Seth. So I'm a giant orc. Yeah, but you know, no, no right. it's no big deal. Oh, man. And I guess we, I could sit here all the, the whole episode and just kind of. Just look at them, but I think maybe we should move on. And we should. Yeah. They and today they actually finally started previewing uh, what uh, year two of Warhammer Plus is going to look like. Uh, kind of previewing a few different shows for us, um, and kind of hinting at what maybe the uh, Warhammer Plus models might be for this year. Did you look in the background of that image, Dicky? No. Let's look. Where? 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 Cool. I think it's down a little bit further. Look in the background of that image, because in the front of the image you've got the orc and the Vindicar assassin that they they did this year. But yeah. the, those guys in the back look really pointy. Yeah, I know. Really spiky. Yeah. So here's my issue. Uh, yeah. I I thought I I canceled the subscription, <laughs> and I think I have to like the end of this month or something to to re up. If they they're gonna get me again, aren't they, Seth? They're gonna get me again. I mean, look at look at the pointy look at the pointies. Well, it is clearly a Terminator champion, right? Yeah. Or or some like an awesome. And Terminator. then that's that looks like AOSE Chaos guy, and that yeah, the other yeah. one looks like Terminator. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They're, they're gonna I mean, get, I gonna, I, I mean, you can me you can always play pay inflated eBay prices, I guess. Nah, I mean, it's like I don't know. I I've watched the videos off and on with Warhammer Plus, but yeah. you know, with the 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 price per month is is relatively cheap. It gets you the app. It gets you access to the models. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 in it more for the models and the app, um, and the uh, the the movie the 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 video content we get. Pers- you know, short episodes of short stories. Those are fun just to watch when you got some spare time. So I've been happy with the subscription. I'm gonna keep it. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll keep, maybe I'll get the chaos model for you. Oh, that'd be nice. Thanks, man. And sell it to you at an inflated price, <laughs> like two two hundred percent over asking. I just got to pay for my year long subscription. Oh, all right. 
maybe I'll just. Yeah. Do it. I mean, they're if they if it wasn't chaos, I would totally not re up. But they got, <laughs> they got me. They got. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for for industry news. Uh, in terms of FLG company news, we don't have a lot because the company's at sea. Um, I think basically all the big wigs are out at sea right now, so they're relaxing. So there's no one here to watch what we're doing. Yay. Uh, so there's no, there's no new products. There's no new events, but don't forget if you want to support the show, um, you want to get some of this new, uh, fancy chaos terrain. Um, don't forget to use our affiliate link. Uh, we, we may have discovered recently that maybe that link wasn't getting shared around. Yeah. So it should be now in all the show notes, for YouTube and for your podcast aggregators. So use that link. Um, it shows them that you came from us. So yep. that helps to support us. And if you make a purchase through that link, uh, it gives a little bit back to the show. So we would really appreciate that uh, if you want to support the show there. Thank you in advance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a world eater thanking you. You don't get that very often. Yeah, you don't get that. All right. So in FLGN news, though, we do have a little bit of nose. Uh, Killzone released another podcast this week. So uh, if you wanted to learn more about all the fun new Kill Team content out there, that's where you'd be checking it out. And Grim After Dark actually had uh, not a Valisode. They had actually a really interesting guest on, Nick Horton, oh, um, whose day, he's, his day job is actually a television producer. Yep. Um, and he talked about, they did a segment where they, they, they dug into... GW's attempts to get into the Hollywood space. So that was really interesting. So mm -hmm. go check them out. Unironically enjoyed the show for once. So go check them out. Um, I, I, I got to give them credit when credit is due. So let's move on into not the tabletop talk segment. We're going to no. get into the ITC recap because that informs tonight's tabletop talk segment. Blech. We got to name a better segment than that, man. <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, you can name whatever before, you <laughs> before we get too deep into the ITC rankings, there's been questions sent in to us. Yeah. Uh, there are still issues with both the 40 K and the AOS hobby track. Those issues are not from my understanding on the FLG side. Those are on the BCP side. Yeah. Uh, we have no control over BCP. They're an independent company. They're doing their own thing. They are aware of the issues and they are working on them, but they're only going to work as fast as they can and as they're going to prioritize. And that's, that's up to them how they do that. So uh, I understand hobby traffic folks. You're, you're a little upset that we've got some scores that still aren't correct from all the way back in June. Just, just hold tight. They're, they're aware of it. Kicker has let them know they are working on it, but yep. we do have competitive track scores to go through. So nice. hopping into the 40 K competitive track our uh, number one this week uh, still reigning champ for this week is uh, Vic VJ. Our number two is Manny Chima. Number three, David Gaylard. Um, and then we've got a new number four, uh, the lovely uh, Jack Harpster, hey. uh, who I got to see this weekend. I, I This weekend, I got to watch Jack consume an amount of meat that was unhealthy at a, a barbecue joint. You you've met you've met uh, Jack and you've met Mark Perry before, right? Yes. Right, Dickie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I we ordered so much food at this barbecue joint that Mark Perry started giving food away. Wow, that's a rarity, that's, folks. That's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. That's uh, a lot of we food. We had a good time. Um, and not to not to forget our our number five uh, Thomas Ogden, uh, holding up strong for the Americans. Him and Jack are, are pushing in there. Um, Moving on down to the AOS competitive track, number one is Anthony Trentinelli, number two, Gavin Grigar, number three, Thomas Guan, number four, Jeremy Vasir, and number five, Matt Beasley. All right. So 
I put that segment first because yeah. the tabletop talk tonight, we are officially halfway through the ITC season. Wow. August August is the halfway mark. So we've started to see people solidify. They've mm-hmm. gotten their six scores. We've seen some of the names float to the top that we typically expect to float at the top. So I kind of wanted to see where we're sitting this season and, and what things are looking different. So I've looked back through the last few years. We don't have the full data from 2020 and 2021 uh, because there were some BCP issues with that data set. Um, I had to go back through some old notes and find what I could out of those, but we do have the full rankings for 2018 and 2019. Yes. Um, so repeat top performers uh, based off the information I can find. Manny Chima, uh, he's mm-hmm. always been in the top 10 the uh, last few years. Brad Chester, um, mm-hmm. the last two years, Anthony Vanell has been performing well, and Jack Harpster. So, so we're seeing those guys come back up into the top 10, um, which isn't necessarily that surprising. We tend to see a lot of the players perform well year after year. Um, those those top level players, but Tech Priest or World Eater or whatever you want what to be, the, whatever the hell I am today, yeah. There are some significant names missing from mm. our 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 top ten or even our top twenty. Um, Malik Rubio uh, previously uh, finished fifth in twenty twenty one. He's way down there. He's only got three events for the twenty twenty two season, um, mm. so he's only halfway into to scoring for the season. Um, so I, you know, I don't think we could count a guy like that out. Um, but I mean, there's, he's over in the UK. There's been a lot of events in the UK and he hasn't gone to many of them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's so many things, like there's so many things that happen. Yep. You get married, you have a kid. I know Brandon Grant was in that scenario, right? Uh, for a couple years. So, um, yeah, in fact, I think this year, I, and I'm not, let me, I can pull that real quick. How many events Brandon has been to this year? Well, I'll, is he, I'm assuming he's at WTC right now. So yeah, he, <laughs> he is so, at WTC right now, but, but yeah, the, uh, stuff comes up, right? Um, yeah. But also like how many events, like, do you have the numbers on European events versus Amer- uh, North American events? I don't have that breakdown, but I have breakdown of remaining uh, super majors and majors. Okay. All right. Um, but but give me a minute. Let me, you know, now that you've asked the question, uh, now I want to know where Brandon Grant's ranked. I, imag- uh, I imagine he's done a few events, but I don't know. I don't know what. You may be surprised, my friend. I had a I'm, one- I'm oh. scrolling real deep into this list of yeah. grants. I had a wonderful experience. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers uh, the LVO video that we kind of played during the breaks on the stream. Yeah. Um, I had a huge opportunity to interview every ITC winner since the, the beginning of time. So, um, of time. yeah, it was really cool to to just chat with them and, and ask them, like, what were their best experiences were and um yeah no uh, brandon grant was really cool obviously yeah. siegler yeah matt Root. Yeah, i i can't find any scores for brandon grant this year so mm. um he's he's you know he's not been super involved and and people take time off people also can backload their season um matt laura's in chat he said he finished 32nd last year matt has only got three scores this year mm-hmm. i'm sure matt you have plans to go to three more events this year so yeah, there is that. I mean, there is a because there are so many big events coming, you can still have basically taken uh, the front half of the year off to take it easy, which I know a lot of guys have, particularly guys that play on these 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 big WTC teams. Yeah, um, they might be focused more on team play than in singles play, but there's still plenty of season left for these guys. Um, speaking of teams, though, mm. uh, 
Sean Naden, the captain of Team America, uh, came in fifth in 2021, 11th in 2020, 2019, fifth in 2018, has no scores for this ITC season. New baby, bro. New baby. Yep, he's, new baby he's got a hired. second kid. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still painting. He's still, he was at charity hammer this year. Nice. Um, so he's still involved in the community. He was at Joel hammer, another charity event. So he's still out there. Obviously he's working with team America. He's their captain. So that's been a big thing on his plate. So, yeah. you know, I got to imagine to some extent guys like that have to prioritize, um, you know, does that mean that maybe we'll see Sean pop up at a few majors later in the year? Sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you also got to wonder, is Sean going to be able to pop into six majors and perform at a top level to, to compete? So I maybe this is a year that we see Sean taking a step back from from the competitive game. It's possibly after after WTC. He may uh, yeah. kind of take a step back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, another another top finisher that we're not seeing up at the top yet. John Lennon. Hmm. And he's, that oh, he's only down in 57th place, okay. but he's only at five of six scores. Um, which, so like top scores right now, I can go look, doop, 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 math. Top scores are like mid 1300s. Yeah. Um, Mr. Lennon, the boy King himself, um, at five scores is at 1100. Now a really good event will net you a little over 200 points. Um, you know, 200 to 230, 240, depending on the size. Um, so it is certainly possible for John to hop up into that conversation with a solid win at a super major. Um, but you know, so don't, don't obviously count that guy out. He's, he's one shot away from, from being in that, that top 10, top five conversation. Um, and it's hard. Oh, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, it's hard. It's hard to say, um, that they've been prepping for WTC because if you look across the pond, you see Manny Chima, he's on team England. I believe Vic Mm -hmm. VJ is on team England as well. Yeah. So, like, what have these guys have been prepping for WTC? And, obviously, and I don't know. Is David Gaylord on a WTC team this year? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, he's he's a. I hear his name all the time. So, yep. Um, they've been prepping for WTC. So, what's you know what's going on here? What's the difference? I think part of it is access to events. Um, looking through the the number of super majors and we'll get to that in a second um space wise obviously the uk is a much smaller geographic area than the us Mm -hmm. so even if we have the same amount of super majors between the us and the uk travel wise there is a significant difference in cost of traveling to all those events in the us versus the uk Um, a lot of the uk events are drivable um, there's a lot of good public transportation options. Um, I've talked to folks over there um, to get around uh, with, you know, trains and buses, obviously. Um, here in the U.S., you know, if and, and you're up in Canada, Tech Reese, mm. you know, if we want to go from uh, ACO to the SoCal Open, um, you're talking over a thousand dollars in airfare yeah. um, to get from from one end of the country to the other. Um, you know, so there are some cost considerations. The cost, there too. cost is a, a factor for sure. Um, yeah that's nuts yeah it's it's really interesting yeah um that keep that in mind the the other big name the the one that i can't go any further without talking about Mm -hmm. uh is the two-time champion the uh, two-time richard siegler uh and he has only got one event on 2022 scores um and that's atc um Mm. he's played in no singles events um part of me wonders 
if like Genghis Khan uh, hmm. or Alexander the Great, he has conquered all that is before him uh, and all he could do was weep for there are no more ITCs for the Stiegler to conquer. Yeah, so last year he specifically played in the GW events as well as LVO, of course, which he yeah. won, which uh, got him his second win. So uh, is he only wanting to play in the large, like super, super majors? Uh, I noticed that he didn't play in the WTC singles championship. I know Team America generally doesn't, but... Yeah, I, uh, I hear rumors that uh, a certain Brad Chester will materialize in your room and prevent you from attending singles <laughs> and break at your WTC. kneecaps. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be good to get your like dust the cobwebs off when you're there, right? Like I saw two Team Canada, uh, Sam and Devin, yeah. Devin Swan. Like they did really well. Like, yeah, Sam, Sam up, came in sixth. Yeah, they they're killing it. I'm so proud of those guys and. Uh, yeah, man, like, I, I think you'd want to get, like, stretch your legs, like, like see how the European style is before the big event. So, yeah, I know Team Canada generally does, but I know that Team America has a a big no-no attached yeah. to that. So, yeah, interesting. Well, uh, one of our, one of my friends in chat here, Hunter Nichols, points out, Hunter's uh, down in, uh, I believe in Mississippi. Um, it's about as much for him to fly to the London Open as it is for him to fly to a West Coast GW event. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, yeah, you know, that keep that in mind. I think that's definitely been an effect on the U.S. player base having, you know, we have a, a large number of large events, but they're so spread out. Yeah, it's it's really, really costly to travel to a lot of these things. Um, so not not saying that's why the U.K. is winning, but just keep that in mind that, uh, you know, there's there's other things to consider, not just X number of big events. It's can you make it to all those big events? Speaking of events, I went through everything that is published on BCP and uh, the Frontline Gaming website right now about uh, 150 plus player events between now and the end of the year. Now, I may miss some events here that might not have been published yet. There are some that I was looking for, yep. like the Show Me Showdown that wasn't on there. Um, but here's an interesting little breakdown. Um, kind of in chronological order, we have Warzone Houston, uh, which is in uh, Texas. Crucible, which is in Florida, uh, Michigan GT, which is obviously in Michigan, SoCal, which is in California, uh, Las Vegas Teams, which is in Las Vegas, uh, Nova, which is in essentially Washington, D.C. or Maryland, and then LVO, which is in Las Vegas. And that is all the U.S.-based 150-plus person event. Okay. So huh. we had six there, or seven. Then lot. you hop over to the UK. They have the Goonhammer Open, yeah. the Leeds GT, the London GT, which is the second largest singles event in the world to the LVO, the Coventry GT, the Leicester GT, yep. and the Baltic or in the Nottingham GT. That is six events. Okay, all much closer in travel. So uh -huh. a UK player right now that's maybe got one or two big scores has a lot of other opportunities to jump in and, and fill those, those, uh, those scores out. Um, not to be outdone. We still have the Baltic cup in the Netherlands and the Adelaide uprising in Australia. So, uh, there are some other big events going on internationally. 
Yep. Um, there are the GW events. Uh, those are uh, larger events, but sometimes they don't hit that player mark. Um, so that's kind of why I didn't include them. Um, someone in chat, again, Hunter uh, mentioned Warzone Atlanta. Um, I think Warzone is capped at like 96 players this year, I heard. So I'm going to be a little bit smaller. And as it's important to remember that player numbers are a huge component to our ITC scores now because it's players numbers and number of rounds are your multipliers. Um, so these, these multi-day events with large number of players, um, really help boost those, those ITC scores. So just keep that in mind, but there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there for someone to score big, but just looking on a map, you're talking, uh, you've got one, two, three on the West coast. If you're counting Vegas as the West coast, even though it's still a good, you know, five, six hour drive from the the actual coast, Mm -hmm. um, you've got. Nova, which is in the opposite end on the East Coast, you have uh, Crucible, which is in Florida, Orlando, Florida, kind of middle of the state. Um, again, about as far, almost as far away as if you can get from from where Nova was. You've got Michigan, which is again kind of another opposite end of the country, and then Warzone Houston in like the last uh, area of the country. So. The large events in the U.S. seem to be really spread out, so it's going to take a really dedicated player to catch up. You know, someone, I'm not trying to say you can't, Matt, but someone like Matt, you know, that's a lot of traveling for Matt to do to get three scores versus someone like John Lennon, who's only got one score left. Um, you know, that's that's pretty easy. Maybe he hops down to Crucible or he just saves it up for the LVO because a lot of folks are going to be going to LVO, both U.S. and uh, European players. So uh, keep that in mind. That's still the, the big daddy of Maul. Yeah. Um, that, that definitely can shake up some scores. You know, maybe we should count that as an international event. Well, generally, yeah, you're right. There is a lot of international people will come because it is so huge that the, yeah. they'll come to that event for sure. You don't ever get to see it, though. I'm behind a black curtain the whole time. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's pretty lame, but it is. Yeah, we, it's... <laughs> I, I said this year that we're going to make him produce the, the event from front of stage. Like you guys are going to have to look at the oh, back of, of Tech Priest's head while he's working and no, sweating. I would and rather... then past him will be the game on the stage. I would rather not. No, I, let's not do that. Let's just leave oh, okay. me behind the black curtain. No one needs to see it. That's fine. All right, all right. Well, I did ask uh, ahead of time for a few listener questions. Uh, yep. But chat, if you've got any live questions, get them in. Um, in, the, in the meantime, I wanted to. I wanted to bring something. Oh up. yeah, wait, I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. How did I didn't even tell you about it? What do you mean you forgot? I forgot that you said you were going to derail me. Okay, guys, uh, I wanted to bring this up because it's it's a big worry to me, and it should be a worry to all of you. And Seth, is this a, a safety worry. hazard at WTCIC? Yeah. So um let's just look you'll notice that uh lovely val took these uh wonderful screenshots and zoomed them in for us enhanced it all uh these are just white lawn chairs at these tables white lawn chairs seth you know maybe the fitness of the average european player is different than the average physique of the u.s no, player seth no no, we're all built the same, friend. All right. It's like so. All I'm saying, all I'm saying. In right. fact, and in fact, here I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up, just so we can just can we just for a minute, just maybe have a moment of silence for this young man. This this chair in his prime of his life. That's it's gonna a, get squashed. It's gonna get squashed. 
Uh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> you know, even even if you took a, a standard physique person and and got them maybe a little drunk, yeah, and then threw them at one of those chairs, I I don't think that chair is going to fare very well. Yeah. So on I, and and on concrete floors, man, that's oh. got to be because kill- you're going to want to get off your feet because you're on the concrete all day. But you're not going to want to sit sit on that. Man, yeah, talk I wouldn't about even put, I wouldn't even put my army on that. <laughs> so. I don't know, guys. I, I think everyone should pour one out, uh, like make a prayer because you know what this this guy's going down. I will tell now, you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, uh, I believe uh, earlier uh, our lovely Overlord Val yeah. has requested a a live count of That's dead right. chairs. Yeah, so we're gonna have um, a live have, count. Yeah. Uh, currently, uh, as of four hours ago, zero chairs have been injured. I did, however, see a French player on the ground. And the chair underneath them. So I'm pretty sure that chair went down. So I want to get confirmation uh, right. tomorrow. We're going to need a yep. reporter, uh, yep. a trusted source. Adam uh, Camilleri is our only trusted source uh, at Venice. Adam, Adam, we're going to need you to do yep. this for us, buddy. Yeah. Now, if someone was interested in watching WTC to maybe keep track of the chair count, where could they do that, Tech Priest? Oh, God. Yeah, you got me. Give me one second. I'm fine. I'll I teed you up for this. You told me we were going to talk I, about I it. No, but I did the the first one first. Okay, one sec. Give me a second here. Give me a second. <laughs> I, wa- I was watching them today. I was watching them. It's the, the the French. There's a French team. They're on site and they're actually doing great stuff. I really I enjoyed the stream. Uh, they yes, uh, for English speakers, uh, they do speak French, but the players have to speak English at the table uh, for WTC, and the player mics are live. So awesome! Um, yeah, so you can. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. Jeez, you're beating me up. Everyone's beating me up today. Show more. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Uh, it's called <laughs> French War Game. Uh, it's their it's their streaming channel, French War Game. Is it a twitch or a youtube it is on twitch but they also have a, a youtube link as well all right so, so uh and they're also yeah so they were playing like today uh matt morsoli was playing uh it was great it was wonderful um here i'll uh, i'll bring it up i'll bring french it up. war game or french war I'm, game i'm bringing up i'm bringing it up i'm bringing it up i don't i think it's french war game studio give me a sec here we go watch oh no the chair's in the way the chair's in the way. <laughs> uh, French war game. Uh, it's right there. Right there with the purple. That's where they are. Subscribe right. to them. Subscribe. They're the only ones on site. We need their. We, they, we need to support them so they can keep going. All right. Well, I'll be doing my subscribing to them yep. shortly. Also, uh, I wanted to say uh, this is a bit early, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I'll be at an event streaming. Uh, with the T Sports Network, as the camera Ooh. moves in, uh, I'll be streaming with the uh, the Overlord Val, and uh, we're gonna be having a great time. I'm gonna type that in. Uh, T Sports Network. It's at the Capital City Bloodbath. Gonna be super awesome. We're gonna be there. Rob uh, from Honest War Gamers gonna be there. Uh, come join us. Is gonna be a party. Yeah, and I believe yeah. actually Joe War Games Live. Joe is not doing anything hmm. that weekend. So what a great opening. For, for you guys to watch a stream so yeah yeah um in chat before i, I lose it uh matt laura uh commented um you know if i do well at lvo and two large gts i can get a decent score he never had the score explained to him yeah matt you just need to get a total of six scores doesn't matter what size ga- event rtt gt major obviously the larger the event the bigger the score 
Um, so it's whatever the six biggest scores you have are, that's what your final rank will be. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, all right. So, uh, viewers submitted questions ahead of time. We did have Matt Aaron, uh, ask about the hobby track. I did, uh, let you know, Matt, that, uh, we're still working on that. It's on the BCPN. So we will just keep uh, plugging away at that. Um, there's someone, and I don't think this is a real name. Um, he says his name is Tau Hater. Um, and his, uh, city or country is your mom's house. And it says, <laughs> does Seth still feel bad for playing dirty Tau? Well, uh, no, Seth, no, oh, I don't. Okay. Oh, I don't. I, I have no feelings. I am an emotionless robot. Yeah. Um, we were. So we were, we I'm were sorry, Tao hater. We were jer- Your joking. hate can't hurt me. We were joking earlier today that uh, when you're going to play uh, Leagues of Votan, that you're going to be a lifetime <laughs> long Votan time. play, a long a time lo- Votan. I, I will be. I will be. A, <laughs> I will be playing them as long as they were an army. No, oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. I know. Perfect. <laughs> Um, but we did have one serious question yeah. from Tim Satterley over at Athens, Georgia. Uh, I'm going to try to read this the best I can because it's a bit awkward of formatting. Not uh, Tim's fault, just the way our, our program displays things. Oh, um, Necron and Sisters currently have a potential to get 100 points a game, but other factions cannot even max out that high with available secondaries. Some are potentially even dependent on opponent's list to score. Oop, too much. Uh, opponent's list to score uh, while other factions aren't restricted like that. Would placing all faction secondaries uh, in their own category, uh, but not but a new category, make it balanced? So instead of like Necron's Treasure of Aeons being part of Battlefield Supremacy and be part of a a essentially sixth category that is just faction specific, uh, what do you think about that, Dicky? So the secondaries are strong, uh, yeah. and especially with those those uh, two factions. Um, there's, I mean, I've seen people win, uh, against it. So I don't know, yeah. like it is tough. I, I think it has to be balanced. I think I, I'm, I would imagine that, uh, on the next ma- balanced data slate that they will get adjusted. Um, so yeah, I, I propose a different solution. Hit me. What if you could only go we went back to taking just one faction secondary? Well, that would be bad because I take, I currently take two <laughs> of my faction but- secondaries. <laughs> I mean, I think I we could, we would all agree that the the factionless secondaries are all kind of uh, middle of the road. None of them in there are slam dunks. None of them are so ridiculously hard. You'll never score, you know, a third of your points. Yeah. Uh, if you're choosing wisely. So um, they're all kind of middle of the road. And, and that makes it kind of even. Everyone's playing on the same middle of the road secondaries. And the reality is most book or most faction, not they're not in the book, but in the, the mission pack, most factions have a decent secondary if they build and plan to it. And I think that would go a long way. You know, if if, if Necrons or Sisters only had one auto 15 secondary and then they had to choose like the rest of us between mediocre secondaries, that might help. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think you're right. Um, it'll be a lot harder, I think. So. Uh, but they want secondaries to be harder. So man, yeah. I think that plays into the... To the um, Dean Pritchard uh, said maybe capping all faction secondaries in a max of 12 instead of 15. Okay. Um, yeah, I think... I, I think the capping um, would hurt some of the really good factions that have multiple good secondaries, but... Um, I think that's a good call, actually. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to tinker around with it, but I think, yeah, either capping it in, in total, how many points could be scored on each faction secondary? Uh, like like Tau. Um, 
I'm not saying the Tau Codex was written with with the Warzone Nephilim in mind, but they had their own version of um, essentially grind and uh, stranglehold, and they capped those at 12 points. They were real easy to score. You have to hold half the objectives on the table for three turns, yeah. but you got capped at 12 points. So you were taking something that was easy to score, but you knew you weren't going to get the full 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to make sure in your game plan, part of your plan was... I'm potentially going to be three points down from my opponent. I've got to make sure that I limit their primary or secondary to a, to a point of making that effective. Um, you know, so that's, that's something to keep in mind. Um, I think that kind of tinkering would help a lot. Um, I think you're right. I think, I think that's an easier solution than, you know, people are talking about, well, if they go in and they change uh, this faction secondary to only be scored like this and this faction secondary to only be scored like that, um, you know, that they can do that fine detail work, um, but there might always be something that gets missed versus um, I, I kind of like in this scenario a bit more blanket balance, if that makes sense. Yeah. A flat balance across everyone. What do you think, Dickie? I wonder if they just need to add more secondaries for factions. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just like thinking about it like okay so i'm maybe playing devil's advocate to your thought but just okay so want to do more secondaries just give them more secondaries and at some all point right. you're just gonna have like oh it's good secondaries all the everyone's got good secondaries screw it see that i think that's where we were coming from in the like if you if you think all the way back to eighth edition itc missions mm-hmm. um I think you could score like four points per category. Yeah, kill if that make kill kill more. Well, no, like the secondaries you would select. Oh, okay, you got yeah. like, and so you you know you would get like twelve on that. Uh, you know, then twenty four on your mission, essentially between kill more and hold more. Um, and if you basically like if you selected anything that didn't get you max twelve on your secondaries, um, you were already going to be at a really rough spot. Um, so I, I don't necessarily like that because there's going to be some army that just can't max some secondary somewhere. Also, tech priest Diggy. Yeah, man. Come here. Can you can you actually move the puppet closer? Uh, yeah, I'm trying. No, that's the, oh, there we go. Um, that's as okay, far as right. I can go. Do you know all the faction secondaries right now no. and could quote them to me? I, so if you play, TTS, do you know you all the faction list secondaries? If you pay TTS, you have to scroll for a million years to find. Yeah, the ones that you want. that's I don't want more because the, yeah, <laughs> if I'm already like, okay, I've got to remember what the Tau one is, and then the Sisters one, and then this Knights one, and this Chaos Knight one, and I can't remember them all, Dicky. No. And and part of like when I'm playing an army that doesn't have amazing secondaries like Orcs, where I have to work a little bit to to keep up my score with you, you know any opportunity I can to deny you some secondary points is a thing I need to do. And if like literally every game, I'm like, explain your secondaries to me. Um, <laughs> How can I and, I, and I had opponents like in, in that tournament that were like, I told them up front what my secondaries did. And then mid game, they were like, wait, you just got five points this turn for good bits. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh shit. I got to go hunt in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think if we add a ton of secondaries to the game, like we just did in the form of faction secondaries, it makes it a lot harder. Uh, for 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 anyone but the top level players to really know how to play into each individual yeah, army, they need to know the matchup uh, up, down, left, right, so they yeah. can they can affect it. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe no faction sec. I don't know. Like it's so well, hard. It's so hard because 
you want to have the flavor of your codex of your of your army and that is a secondary yeah. and taking that away would feel bad right so but some are so much better than others so much better if you limited the the big offenders the sisters and the necrons to one good one you know i still could get flavor in my orc army by playing good bits or green tide or the biggest and the best um we would all have to be playing some of those generic ones and it there is still a little bit of an advantage for a codex that has three or four really good secondaries because then you can depending on the mission and your opponent pick good factionless secondaries and not be pigeonholed into i always have to take the orc battlefield supremacy so i'm never going to be taking um engage in behind enemy lines because i always got to be taking green tide or whatever you know mm -hmm. uh, shadow operations is probably the one i would do for orcs because that's where good bits are you know so i i don't know i think there's a lot of options there uh fortunately uh for you and i we're just talking heads we're not on the rules team nobody we don't have to figure out yeah. the solution we just get to talk about what solution they come up with yep and 30 possessed just does most of the things you need anyway yep man i'm 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 crafting some lists to give them possess some headaches. <laughs> Good. All right. All right, Tech Priest. I think you and I have rambled long enough for the evening. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the evening? Uh, no. Uh, sorry, everyone that uh, posts their questions in the chat. Uh, please do us a favor. Throw them into the, into the Facebook chat so we can answer them next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look forward to it, folks. Um, I will be off next week. It'll be... Um, well, we're not quite sure who's going to be on next week. Um, yeah, we're we're so uh, Val and I are traveling to Capital City uh, Bloodbath, and uh, Kicker. I I don't know if Kicker can do this by himself officially. Uh, I would be surprised if Kicker could run the back end by himself. <laughs> so we're gonna tr we're gonna try to get an episode uh, to you yeah. guys. But uh, you won't see me next week. So uh, I I'll see you, folks. I'm going to a work conference. I'll be back in like two weeks. Um, you'll see me then. Hopefully we got some new hot, you know, news and gossip to talk about by then, Dickie. Um, I'll, I'll miss you, bud. Yeah, man. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy wherever the heck you're going. Denver. Oh, not, not as exciting as somewhere. Hey, when you live in the deep South, going to Denver in August, fantastic. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday.